Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Found myself a cheerleader, cheerleaders, uh, as in plural. We have some men cheerleaders. We have some women cheerleaders. 1979 world champs. What am I looking at, Benny? Oh, that would be the uh, Seattle Supersonicas, you know? No. Well, it's a throwback in reference to throwback. Because, so, you know, we don't have the I team mean, anymore. Sad. I know. Gosh. But I'm keeping I the hope alive know. for everybody here in the Seattle area. I mean, not just me alone, but there's a plenty of other people. And you never know, we could get them back. There's a little bit of a chatter on, like, you know, having a couple people putting in some dollars and getting a team back. Nice. Gosh, I miss those days. You I, know, you yeah. and you do. It's kind of, yeah, it is what it is. But welcome, Gratitude Cafe. Sue Lundquist, your host. Hello to all the YouTubers if you're driving. And you are going to be planting yourself somewhere. You're welcome to join us on YouTube and see us all goofing off behind the scenes. All you have to do is go to YouTube and type in 1150 AM and you'll see us live. Us meaning myself, Benny. And I've got two wonderful guests today, Miss Alicia and Linda. I will get to their formal introductions in just introductions in just a minute. It's there. It's there. Is it good? So I just have, Benny, we should probably do a disclaimer since there are some sirens going on on the other for our oh, guests. Oh, you gave it away. Oh, did you? Oh, did no, you no, it's totally fine. No, 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 it's totally fine. But yeah, you're, you're more than welcome to kind of give a, a, a another disclaimer, not just the show, but within the show, we might have another one. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> they are in a part of our beautiful United States of America that may have some tornadoes. So they're getting some sirens and some tornadoes. Is it That's- tornadoes? No? Tornado yeah. warnings. Yeah. Tornado warnings. Benny, you were shaking your head like I said it wrong. I'm like, what? No, what no, do? I'm giving you credit. Like, just stay with what you're talking about because, I mean, this is kind of like, uh, not to say it's kind of like a, a, a good time for us to experience it, but we don't get those out here. So. Yeah, and I'm okay with that, Benny. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. totally okay with that. Me yeah. too. Yeah. But, you know, we all might end up going under the, the, the desk just because the sirens are going off and we're like, well, bring the microphones and the camera, everything underneath the desk. I was just going to say, I'm like, I grab my camera. I'm like, all right, I'm going under my desk. <laughs> no, right now. All right, everybody, I'm going down here. You can't see me. Like. Oh, I love it, Benny. You, you can fit. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't know. I'd have to bring my whole laptop and everything would come down with me. But now that's everyone's okay. getting sick while I move my camera. I know. Ooh. For Radio World, you guys are probably wondering what in the world is going on. Well, we uh, are goofing off on YouTube. So pull over and watch us on YouTube or get behind a laptop and watch us on YouTube because it's so fun. And now I'm watching Benny grab at the camera. I feel like I want to grab back at you or something. (laughs) It's not that type of show, people. Oh my God, I don't think Alicia and Linda really knew what was going on. So ready. I'm excited now. (laughs) Yeah, we're here. High five, Alicia, right? Oh, I love it. All right, (laughs) new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas. It's a new you. You're here joining us for the Gratitude Cafe. We are going to inspire you. We're going to love on you. We're going to 
set the intention that you hear what you need to hear, release the rest. We're going to love on you. We're going to educate you. And I've got two wonderful guests. We've got a new author and an author, not a, a, I was going to say a budding author, but a veteran author as well. And I am so excited to bring them on before I get started. And with all that goofiness, I want to remind all of you about the online C2C program and the C2C program I created we all, we all walk or talk, right? It's something that I created, craziness to clarity, and it's self-regulating tools, mindset hacks, stuff that you can take right here, right now, and apply them in your real life practical world. Now, in addition to that, and my special niche is I combine the practicality with the 5D. So when you show up in 3D a specific way, in love, in gratitude, choose love and trust, like it says here, you're going to keep attracting that. You're going to attract the compassion. You're going to attract the love. You're going to attract all of that from a 5D energetic perspective. And uh, what, what I see Linda shaking her head and uh, she's okay, good, good, good. So with all of that, it's how you're showing up in the world. If that sounds of value to you, one, you can do coaching with me one-on-one. And also you can do the online C2C program. You just go to sulanquist.com forward slash C, the number two and the letter C. Also, oh, my tribe is going to um, kick me in the bum if I don't remind. It's my birthday month. Benny, it's my birthday month. Oh my goodness. But it's not till March 22nd. But, well, you, uh, but isn't with that, that what be- many do? They celebrate the entire month. So yesterday, I, what, what'd you do yesterday? I do. Then? What'd you do yesterday? I do. Right, I do. Okay, but what did you do yesterday? That was Monday? Yeah, March 1st, hence the start of the month. I was up at 3.30 in the morning. I meditated and I was like doing, I don't I don't know why I was up at 3.30. But uh, anyway. Because you knew it was some, your birthday month. That's what I'm saying. Something happened. Oh, okay. And the moon and everything right. else going okay. on. It was amazing. Right. Anyways, yeah. I have a special um, session. It's two sessions and it's called Share the Love. You get two sessions. You get the third one free. That third one for free, you get to gift it. That's Share the Love. So if that sounds good to you and you want to have a one-on-one session with me, go to sulanquist.com, share the love. We will post all that information on the newsletter. If you don't have the newsletter, you should be getting that, sulanquist.com forward slash newsletter. All right, without further ado, we have two wonderful guests today. And yes, we may have some tornado warnings. <laughs> we may have to be, Alicia and Linda may have to go under their desk, but we may hear sirens in live radio, but that's entertaining and fun, right, Benny? I still don't think desk is the right thing. I think they need to go somewhere further south. <laughs> yes. But fun might not be the right word either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, we're, we don't know anything about that. That's- we don't. We don't. All right. So let me introduce Linda Martella. Wine. I see. I said wine set. See? Wine set. You, were, you were thinking mindset. Mindset. Thank you. Lisa, Alicia's got me. Ah, winner of the 2011 Best Spiritual Author Competition for her first book. Here's our veteran author. And then we've got our first time author as well. I'm so excited. Isn't it? It's like having babies, right? It is. (laughs) How to Pray Without Talking to God. Linda is an inspiring, respected unity minister and spiritual teacher. Linda's second book, Divine Audacity, Dare to Be the Light of the World. Great title promotes humanity's innate capacities with each to respond to life circumstances in spiritual maturity. Ooh, 
I like that spiritual maturity. There's such a wisdom in that. Mm -hmm. She's got three books co-authored by her daughter, launched March 1, yeah! 2021. The life is yours. Discover your power, claim your wholeness, and heal your life. I love it. Miss Alicia, welcome as well, love. First time author, and she is a lifetime, lifelong student of Unity Teaching, motivated by her own struggles with identity, illness, and grief. Oh, sister, I can talk to that like you wouldn't believe. Mm. She And why we walk the talk, right? When we got to teach what we most need to learn, and then we walk it and provide it and love on it and all that good stuff. I love this conversation. Alicia is dedicated and has dedicated the last five years to spiritual growth and holistic healing on her own terms. I love that. Mm. Alicia is a graduate from the University of Texas, and is it Permian? Permian Basin. Okay, Permian Basin with a BA in sociology and resides in Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome, ladies. I'm so happy to have you guys here. I'm well, excited. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I know you are too, Alicia. Yeah. yeah. So that was Linda. So for the radio world, you can say, Linda, this is Linda speaking. Alicia, you say this is Alicia speaking. Obviously, YouTubers, they can figure that out. But who would like to go first? Who, what would you like us to talk about? This is Linda speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Linda, let's start with you then, love. Let's, yes, I do the, the formal bio, but let's hear your backstory. Let's get to know you and feel your energy and love and all of all Sure, that. sure. The nutshell is I graduated from my childhood faith tradition, Catholicism, as a very young woman, like by the time I was 19 or 20. I, uh, I lived at an American ashram, Kripalu. Many of your listeners probably are familiar with Kripalu. I lived there in the early days in, uh, you know, this was a long time ago, the, uh, the 70s, the, the mid-70s, <clears throat> when we were still living in the barn, by the way, on, on uh, pallets in the barn. I, I literally had a bedroll on straw in the barn for the first year that I resided there. So yoga was an important discipline and really it was the meditation more than anything else that uh, the silence, that depth of spirituality that um, really shaped my adult life. So by the time I left there, my husband and I married and, and our children were born, I was looking for uh, a spirituality that was more real. I certainly couldn't return to the traditions in which I was born, although the yoga tradition really reintroduced me to Western theology in a way that really heightened the, the mystical aspects of, of Christianity for me. So I was looking for a real path for my family at a time when I needed a bridge between the West and the East, right? I needed the Eastern practices, but we were living in a Western community, you know, and I didn't want yeah. my children to grow up feeling any more unusual, different than they already were, you know, by their biology as well as by who I am, right? 
So, uh, so unity became that path. I got introduced mm. to unity and, you know, unity's foundation is meditation as, as the, the heart of the prayer practice. Anyway, so for me, I've been uh, a unity student and teacher for many years, a minister now for 20 years and um, teaching and the books, the books that I wrote previous to this one, including this one came out of my own hunger to kind of grapple with the teachings as they were given to me and what my own uh, my own going to headquarters, as the Unity founders said, my own uh, meditation on them began to reveal to me. So um, so that's kind of the nutshell of where of where I am today. And I love that going to headquarters. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm gonna I call I I call it I call it Gus God Universe Spirit Source whatever it could be I purple chopsticks if I that's what you believe go go brothers <laughs> Miss Alicia thank you so much Linda Alicia how about you love Yes okay so for me uh, Mom kind of summed it up you know we grew up in Omaha Nebraska. And, and the visualization you get of that, it, it's a very white, <laughs> white uh, community. But when we first lived there, the neighborhood that we grew up in was actually quite diverse. And I remember feeling, um, feeling seen there, feeling, feeling welcome there. And when we moved to Papillion, Nebraska, which is a suburb um, of the Omaha area, that was when it, it pretty much kicked in that I felt that other or separateness uh, where I was maybe one of six kids, uh, not even full black, I'm half black, you know? Um, and that really started to kind of trigger that, that sense of I don't belong and feeling like people looked at me like not a real person. I became I became this, this weird thing, like in relationships, it was like, uh, I don't know, mom, you always help me describe how I felt in this because it was weird. Like, I just didn't feel like I, ha like I was a person, like I was just something to be obtained and it was icky. Uh, you know gotcha. what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. Icky like people just look at you and fawn over you because you're, you're different. Um, so that was weird. But <laughs> around that time that we moved, uh, around five years old, I would say, was when mom discovered unity. So we became this different thing. And then we were going to a church where our beliefs were non-traditional Christian thinking. So <laughs> around five years old, I like to say, was the time that I started performing and acting on stage and in my life because I was trying so desperately to fit in. And so yes. for me, everything I've done in my life up until this point has been trying to people please, trying to maintain this perfectionism. And I'm now shedding that and, and releasing it. And that's what the past five years of my life have been, is shedding that and body acceptance, uh, grieving those things that have, have put me in this state mm. of chronic illness, codependence, like, whoo, <laughs> you know, oh, but that can be a whole nother show, codependence, <laughs> boundaries, 
Girl, uh, we're talking yeah. the same. And I love that we're having this conversation. And I, I was talking to another girlfriend of mine, also mixed. I, I'm I'm not mixed in the sense that black and white, but I, I was adopted, small little mining town in Arizona. I was kept away from the white babies because I was dark skin, dark hair. And mom said she was white German. She's like, well, I got two choices. I'm going to take you to Portland or Australia where they don't have as much of that bias. She could drive to Portland. So that's what we did. The reason I'm, I'm inviting or having that conversation is because when I was talking to my girlfriend, she said, it's, you, you don't, it's, it's almost like that identity thing. You don't fit in the black. You don't fit in the white. It's this thing. Yeah. And this thing is undescribable. It's just a thing. And then the codependency comes in and then you attract narcissists and then you've got to shed old, you know, exactly these last five years that you're talking about. It, that's why I created the C2C is because of the similar things and shedding old beliefs, shedding old, old, I call it the drunk monkey. The drunk mm -hmm. monkey makes me giggle, but it's a little pain in the tushy sometimes. But yes, I'm so proud of you. One and mom. Wow. And now you guys have a book together. Mm -hmm. Okay, talk to me about that and that oh. journey. Yes, well, so this is mom talking. Oh, <laughs> Linda. Linda. Mom, yes. Linda. Mom, Linda. <laughs> so I was uh, giving a lot of thought to a third book. My publisher had been nagging at me to try to, you know, produce something next. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, healing was the topic. I was doing my own healing uh, of, of relationships and all kinds of things. And, um, I certainly was with Alicia in her um, new fresh awarenesses, all of that. Anyway, I write in order to understand more. So unity is based on healing principles. So I wanted to dig into them and I wanted to see what's alive now. What's, what's a way to be able to teach in a way that removes for people what I like, what we think of as metaphysical malpractice. You might be familiar with that term where we turn the blame the blame's no longer God did this to us. Now it's, I did this to myself. And now how do I heal when I'm condemning myself, right? So we wanted to turn that on its head. We wanted a different story. We wanted a way for people to be inspired to, to transform their life experience rather than feeling like they failed until now. And now they're on the carpet to have to prove something. All of that. Oh, that so, right there. Hang on. I got to just <laughs> that right there. Audience, did you hear that? It's not about shaming and guilt. It's about providing an atmosphere, not only for yourself, but people around you. Do this in love and compassion. Do it as a unified front, unity, unified front. Bring that together in compassion and love. Again, choose love and trust. Mm -hmm. I've got it right behind me. And it's creating that synergy, that environment, not only within yourself, but externally, because you attract those types of people. And then the language and the narrative and the accountability and responsibility, yes. it's all aligned. So please, yep, Linda, continue. Does. So oh. I was sharing this and my enthusiastic uh, oh, you know, thoughts and some of the themes that I could see emerging in this book, right? And as I was sharing it with Alicia, I watched her. She, got, she was on the edge of her seat. And I mean, she was just waiting for me to shut up so she could say something, right? So Alicia, take over. <laughs> Yeah, Alicia, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was honestly just like, I have a million ideas running through my head. And 
I was like, you should do this, you should do that, you know? And I, I felt just this calling in my spirit to contribute to this in some way. And I, I was like, mom, this book is going to change so many people's lives. Like you have no idea what you're about to step into. And the more we talked about it, she just asked, do you want to write this book with me? And I 100% thought she was kidding. And then I sat down and I was like, I do want to write this book with you. Like I absolutely do. And, and I think that my voice can contribute in a way that we haven't seen. So the other thing that I was excited that our book can offer is people who are dealing with their conditions right now in the moment. I think that we see a lot of people write from the perspective of, I've already been healed. Let me show you how I did it, you know? Mm. And that doesn't feel authentic to me and my experiences. And I thought, what a great way for me to be able to tell my story and to tell that it's not finished because healing is not a one and done. Healing is not this end point that we're going to get to. But that doesn't mean that we haven't healed our thoughts. And that doesn't mean that we haven't changed the way we see ourselves in those circumstances. So what a powerful opportunity for somebody who is healing their mind through a condition, through, through illness, through, um, I don't know, de depression, uh, their sobriety, grief, like just this past year alone with grieving loved ones' deaths during the time of, of COVID when you can't be with them in their final moments. Like, this is the time that we need this book. I love it. And I love the dynamic and the contrast of the age difference and the variety too. I love that. And I know I've got, I've got some sisters that I call on and two of them are elders. And then there's me in the middle. And then we have the wee one, you know, I mean, the wee one, she's, you know, 20 something, but that difference in the age, you know, from sixties to 40. I'm older than I look. <laughs> I'm older than I look, but we'll just go with them. I know. I'm like, Benny, I'm turning 42 again. No, yes. But all of that, I love that because there's fresh perspectives. There's different perspectives and all of that. And uh, Alicia, I love what you're saying about in the moment, because especially with everything that's going on, of course, you guys launch it during COVID because this is where the tools are needed. And of course, that's what's going to happen. So the book is called This This Life is Yours. Discover your power, claim your wholeness, and heal your life. I wanted to make sure that I kept reiterating that um, title. Um, I was going to take a break, but I'm going to wait just a minute. With the journey, and I'm going to use mom and daughter here because I think this is super, super personal and intimate. How has your communication changed or evolved through this? And I say this, Alicia, too, for you and for mom. And with the, you had said something earlier about um, transformation and healing the body. And it is and, and continues to be. It's like you heal whatever that healing is, whether emotional, physical, and then there's another iteration of an expansion. It's not bigger, better, greater. It's just, oh, I got another one. Here we go. I got to learn again, right? And why I'm saying that is because I want to address to the audience and to all of us that 
that's okay. Have love and compassion. I call it this, I coined the CCs in life. Have the CCs in life, compassionate curiosity. Get curious and get compassionate for yourself and the others. And it kind of takes that judgment and the lower level sting out of it, right? Okay, so I had to kind of scoop that in there. So you want to jump in about relationships and the communication that you guys were doing? And then we'll take a break. Alicia, Linda? Okay, Alicia? Yeah, this is Alicia. So we discovered a lot uh, through working together. You know, in recent years, I would say our communication has just been um, continual growth (laughs) because we do have very different viewpoints. We have very different needs with communication. And I think we've we've gotten to a place, and, and this is more through how I've I've been more open uh, through this through this healing and, and awareness of that I can be direct and compassionate and get my needs met and it's easier for me to be tough with my mom and I've always been tough with her but I think now I'm coming at a place where I can be mom. <laughs> This is what I need instead of mom. (laughs) That teenage. Oh yeah. Get into those patterns of roles. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be your daughter. So that's what I know. And so in our partnership of writing this together, we had a lot of healing that we had to do. We were, we were talking about really tough things and, and exposing those vulnerabilities of of our past with each other. And some of that was for the first time. And uh, mom, you wanna speak on that for you? Well, it, you know, I had vague understanding, I could say that, I mean, I saw, I observed Alicia through the years and had a lot of personal pain uh, regarding um, what seemed to her, to, what seemed a really difficult path. You know, it seemed like Alicia was so guarded and troubled a lot, you know, and, and depression was a big part of her teen years. Um, but I didn't know some of the specifics. I didn't know some of the, the abuse that she, that she was a victim of. And I'm going to say that word very decidedly because Alicia worked very hard at not allowing herself to feel a victim. And she, in fact, to the point where she really denied uh, in my opinion, really denied um, that anyone else had caused it. She gave, she, she put it all on herself, but she was a child, you know, yeah. she was a child. So as she was really revealing and we were breaking through to some of that tough stuff that we have to know, we don't, it's not all in the book, you know, all of it isn't like, we didn't just vomit it out in the, in the book, but but we, what we had to do that in order to authentically write the pages of this book. And it was heartbreaking to be in this position of mother that, you know, moms were given this mandate that we're to protect our children, we're to keep them safe, that feeling their feelings is not what we want. We don't want them to have those feelings in the first place, right? We don't want them to have any hardship. And yet knowing my utter helplessness and inability to be able to, to keep her safe in the world mm-hmm. is just, was just another layer of 
of um, grief and pain that I had to lay down. And, you know, it helped wow. me to lead, to break right through to see the strength in my daughter, to see the, the, the gains that she made from, from doing her work, which we all have to do it. You know, nobody can do it for us, but to see her standing tall and breaking through to self-love, self-regard, um, and, and admitting that she had been victimized, but in a healthy way, determining that she was not going to allow that to be the controlling force in her life going forward. But she did put it in its place and she did deal with it instead of just, you know, harboring it in her body. Harboring it, yeah, putting our head in the sand. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, wow, we got a mom and daughter powerhouse, Miss Alicia and Linda here. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health, and they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the Give to Give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you. You've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. You have to carefully monitor your health for the rest of your life. And you have an increased risk of developing cardiovascular disease. Cut. Take two. Action. You've been diagnosed with a new purpose, to fight for the amazing life you made for yourself. To look that risk of heart disease square in the face and say, no, not me. You've been given a new opportunity to live. Get started at nodiabetesbyheart.org. Hey, Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. All right, folks, seriously, I've got the doorway. I'm working with amazing, high-functioning clients that are doing the work and busting through old habits to now transform their lives. This means breaking their old programming, their old stories, to feeling a purpose and such a relief that now that they have the answers. Does that sound good to you? Yes, I knew it. Give me a call, 206-300-2227. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Wow, welcome back the life or this life is yours discover your power claim your wholeness and heal your life boom 
boom, mom and daughter team, Alicia and Linda. Yes, Penny. Boom, 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 punch boom, through boom. it. Punch through it. I know. I feel like we should have like that. Uh, what's the end of the boxer? You know, Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, like a Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Help me out here. Her <laughs> last names and book titles and stuff. Stuff and All more right. stuff. <laughs> Welcome to Sueville. Welcome back, you guys. Gratitude <laughs> Cafe. We are absolutely delighted to have you. We are having a really serious conversation. And the conversation is, you know, I love it because it's evolving through the different dynamics of age, different dynamics of parenting, mother-daughter relationships, or relating, whether it's mother-daughter, whether it's siblings, whether it's father, son, father, daughter, mother, son. There's all kinds of conversations within that. Let's dive into, or, well, did you finish what you needed to say, Linda, before we went on the break, love? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I wanted to make sure. Talk to me about discovering our power through our pains. Hmm. This is the heart of the unity teachings. You know, one of our core teachings is what is referred to today as the law of attraction. But in unity, it was always called the law of mind action. Mm. I like that title because it, it, it speaks to that, that mentality is, is an activity, right? And, that, um, and, and if, it's, if it's in movement, it means that we have we have capacity within that movement. It's not, it doesn't have to be random. So much of the time we think that, you know, our mind just does its own thing. When you talked about the monkey, the monkey mind, the Buddhist monkey mind. Um, And yet to be able to be the observer of that mind and to begin to distinguish the random programmed patterns of thinking that, that are running behind the scenes can't really stop them entirely. You can disconnect. You can disconnect your attention from them, and that's where the power of mind is. You can. We can get really good at. Do you remember the movie, um, um, A Beautiful Mind? Yes. About the uh, the scholar, the mathematician that uh, that was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and this la- this last scene of him walking his college campus as an older man. I mean, as a as an old man, and those same voices and images were out there on the side of the, uh, the, of his path. And he looked over at them. He recognized them. And then he turned back and walked forward. That's the symbol for me of disconnect, like put it in its cage, put that monkey in the cage and, and, and turn my attention toward what's more valuable than that to me. What's more important to me than that? That's in a nutshell. You know, it's what we think about, we bring about. What I dwell upon, I tend to see more of in my experience. That's the law. And, and it's such a practical law. If we start to realize and get just little bits of practice on doing that, that shift, I call it the pivot. It's the pivot from seeing my circumstances as what is meaningful in my life to seeing my spirit, my, that, the ineffable aspect of myself, to see that as what's real, to be able to make that pivot, that's where the power is. 
I love that. In that pivot moment, where, where's your emotions? What are you feeling? When, after you, you've, you're in the observer, you've made the awareness and then you pivot, where do you go? Do you go, is it love? What's the feeling? Well, so the feelings are Mm -hmm. often the, to me, the indicate we say feelings are indicators, not directors, right? Feelings are followers. They're not to be leaders because if leader, if feelings lead the way, we're in big trouble. I'm in big trouble, right? Because feelings are really attached, man. Feelings are what this monkey mind's all about. So to get to what I like to think of as principles, the principles or our spiritual powers or capacities, love, love, trust, or faith, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Wisdom, strength, inner strength, these capacities, we outline 12 of them in this mm. book that, that you can uh, cultivate, you know, you can pay attention to what would it be like if I were to choose this principle today and um, turn, my, turn my attention toward that in the things that I'm planning in my day. So, so that, so they're more than feelings, they're powers, that is really important. Alicia, I've got a question for you too. Moving forward with the cultivating those 12 principles that you talk about in the book. And what I hear the underlining message, it's all accountability and responsibility. It's not putting the head in the sand anymore. Although that can be safe because that, that, was, that was what we used to do. And that was safe. Now you're stepping into the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Alicia? Yeah, so I was going to kind of piggyback on that. Uh, Working with those capacities is sort of how you make that switch from your feelings having so much power over you to you claiming that power. Because Mm -hmm. for me, working, like just just an example, one of the the ones that I love the most, and I think my mom loves the most too, is probably um, order. So order... For, for us, it's not about that. So for an example, backtrack. I have OCD, okay? Like actual <laughs> OCD. And so for me, that organization of, of having to have everything in its place makes my brain really happy. <laughs> <laughs> order, the, the spiritual capacity of order is not about that. It's not about having everything in its place. So what is it actually, what are the three things of order, mom? Organization is one, to be able to Uh logically and progressively think and act. Second is adjustability, the ability to adjust. And then evolution, that we evolve every time we make a new decision in, in within order. So for me, it was working with the ability to adjust and to evolve. That was the work that I did. So it wasn't just everything has to be in its place. It was me being able to to have that growth, have that spiritual growth that that really changed things for me. And also in working with those feelings, again, I like to say that feelings have a place for us. You can't just avoid your feelings. So when you think about it, you have to be able to acknowledge your feelings allow them to come up for you you can't just avoid them but you also have to honor where you are with them and then take the next step right so um anyone who has not 
heard of these spiritual capacities, the 12 powers that in unity, I, I really encourage you to, to explore them in our book, go back to mom's second book, uh, for sure. Uh, divine audacity will really, really help you understand and explore those. Oh, I love that. Can we dive into those 12? Can you pick like the, I mean, I know we've only got a few minutes. I'm, we can, I don't know that we can cover all 12, but I mean, I you guys love, said the order, spiritual capacity of order. What love? Love is a pretty great one. Um, okay. It is. Love. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what, what's so unique about love is that, you know, love, just like so many of the other capacities are so misunderstood, right? We think of love as a feeling and love as a feeling is one of the smallest expressions of this oh. as, as a spiritual power. Uh, the co-founder of unity, Charles Fillmore called, named love, the great magnet of the universe. So think mm -hmm. about the law of attraction. Think about magnetic force that is love. Love draws everything to itself, right? So the magnetizing power is the power of love at its best. So whatever I'm most desiring, and listen, it's values neutral. <laughs> it might not be good for me, <laughs> but if I'm desiring it, it's sort of what I gravitate toward. That's the power of love. And that's one, and that's a good news story when we realize that we have the capacity to direct that power for ourselves, to make, make wise choices about our desires, for example. Secondly, uh, love is the harmonizing power. So, and this is often reflected in relationships where we, we talk about wanting to have a harmonious relationship, but the number one relationship is with self, <laughs> right? So think about harmonizing my thoughts about mm. what happened to me. Think about that as what healing really is when I'm able to harmonize. In other words, I get to a place where I no longer have that turbulence in my gut when I think about you or I think about that situation. I have harmonized that. And that's divine love. It's bringing it all together. Integration, for example, right? And then uh, unity, <laughs> unifying. <laughs> it's the unifying power. It's my ability to see no other. In a nutshell, mm. these are like wildly incredible, potentially forces. <laughs> Yet so obtainable and simple. Yes. That's what I yes. love. And that's, that was my self journey. I'm like, I won. And this is, and I, I want to go back to the word love. I know it's the word love. And I know um, with meditation, there's been, there's been some incredible, I was just talking about this from another gal. Um, I was in deep meditation and I, I was in my mother's womb when I, and I could feel that. And as I'm coming back out, there was so much L O V E, but I, it's an adjective described us as I can't, I, there's no language that I can even humanize <laughs> that says that love. I just am like, I, I I'm like struggling to find that word, that divine yes. love that yes. it's yes. just, so encompassing it's just it's and my wish and my intention is for all of us to have that to foster that to yes. create that oh it's you, so what you're talking about is the indescribable right the power yeah. that we we create a description for it and love the word love is the smallest description so i always advocate finding 
finding synonyms that really pop for you. Like compassion is a good synonym for a lot of people, right? Harmony is one of my go-tos for, for defining love in a way that is actionable for me. Yes. I love that. And this conversation around love, and then Alicia, I want to get to you in just a second. I'm going to wipe the slate clean on all of this because I know from my journey, and Alicia, I'd like to hear your, your two cents on this. When you're coming from a place that you don't trust your choices, you don't trust your environment, you don't trust love, you don't even know how to define love for yourself, where do you start? Because that was my starting point because I'm like, I don't know how to define love. What the love I've experienced externally and internally, it's shot to shiitake. I don't know. Right, Alicia? <laughs> and I say shiitake, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, uh, my goodness. I, I say we, as in me, I've had a lot. Oh, my screen just did something weird. Sorry. Uh, I've had a lot of discussions with myself about this because uh, <laughs> I have remained single by choice for the past 10 years. And, and that has been a, a time of reflection and much needed dedication to healing what, what my idea of love was because it surely did not display itself as love. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, we clearly do not define love <laughs> the way it should be, right? Right. Um, and so yeah, I really put some thought into this and and what what holds me back uh, from finding that. And really, for me, it, it's it's self love was what I needed. Self love was the missing piece. Mm -hmm. And. And redefining that, re-navigating that, exactly. re the whole, all of it. Yeah. Exactly. Changing the narrative. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's been huge. I would say that's where you've got to start. And, and that's not easy. If you're, if you're having a hard time looking at yourself in the mirror, it's usually because of the conversation that's running in your head because of your past choices, because of your past experiences. And I can't really pinpoint, I was just thinking about that the other day. I can't pinpoint exactly how that changed for me. I didn't just magically wake up and say, okay, you're going to be all right. Because it's not denial that those things happen to me, but it's grace. It's, it's allowing and being willing to explore that I'm so much more than all of those other things. Right. And that you don't have to keep retelling that part of the story because there are other parts of your story that are shining through now right? Yes, absolutely. We talk about that in the work that I do and, and the teachings from Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you guys are familiar mm -hmm. with oh, him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was blessed to be invited to be one of his team leaders and travel the world with him over the last two and a half years. And we talk about the refractory period, right? And in his um, um, other trainings, he talks about the refractory period. And some people they're in it for years and you can ask them, <laughs> well, why, you know, are you okay? No, I'm angry. And this happened to me 20 years ago, you know? So you've got to change the state of being and your personality and your personal reality to make all that evolution. Right. And I, uh, Linda, I think you were talking about that when you referenced the movie, it's the observer, right. Coming and looking at this from a, a not having an emotional charge anymore, looking yeah. at it and going, 
I'm going to have the CCs, my words, compassionate curiosity, and look at it from a different point of view as an observer without an emotional charge as a learned lesson. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I love that. Boom. And you know, something you said er, right at the beginning of this hour was about what you're about, your C, your C to C is uh, so practical. That's, I think what I hope listeners are really getting that they're, that they're hearing. This book is filled with practicality. There are, there are affirmations in here that are real and raw. They're not, they're not fairy tale affirmations. They're not magic thinking, magical thinking, you know, they're what's true right now. What can I, what can I actualize right now? in the middle of a a moment of pain, for example, or as I'm thinking about my relationships, right? I love that. No, I'm glad that you brought that and you swung us back around because it sounds like all the three of us, we can just keep talking and talking and talking. (laughs) And I love it, right? But yes, going back, and and my audience knows that about me. I'm very deep-seated in practicality, but I'm also very tapped into 5D. It's just who I am, and I bridge the two of them together. Because we live in the 3D world. We have in-laws, we have kids, we have bills, we have all that. We need self-regulating tools. However, that works for you, how that evolution works for you. Your your capacity to love, I love it. It's the great magnet of the universe. Did I get that language right? Yes, yes. Yes. And love is magnetizing, harmonizing, and unifying the, the ability to see one another, another. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Where am I getting all this information, audience? Well, I'm getting it from Linda and Alicia's beautiful book, The Life is Yours. Discover your power, claim your wholeness, and heal your life. The mother-daughter super duo. I love that. I, I feel like there's more to come for you guys. There's like some classes or something, online stuff that's happening. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just so I'm hearing something, <laughs> whether it's supposed to be a surprise or not. Somebody's telling me something. So if I just pop that, sorry. <laughs> They're just like, no, this is huge. This is huge. I love this. So we talked about, and, and the word capacity is coming up with you guys a lot. The capacity, the spiritual capacity, like um, Alicia, you were talking about order was one of the capacities that you had to re-engineer, re-navigate for yourself. And that consists of organization, adjusting, and evolving. And audience, what I'm doing is I'm recapping what we talked about, what's in their book. There's real-life practical tools. The language, if I understand it, there's, there's 12 principles. Is that correct? Yeah. And, it's, and it's the capacities, the spiritual capacities of how you're going to heal your life and, and create that wisdom. Is that correct language? Yes, yes. How you can use those powers or principles in order to be able to change your experience, which in is what moment. healing is. Yes, yes. change yeah. your experience. And again, audience, you're here for a reason. You're listening to this. So there's, there's that squeaky wheel. You've had the awareness. Now you've got the teachers in front of you. This happens to be an incredible little book that you can have. You've got the mother and daughter duo. They're going to teach you and from different aspects, which is, I think is super, super powerful. Alicia, what about you? I love that. Let's see. I don't know. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed at the moment. I just got super overwhelmed. I'm like thinking about, I'm just thinking about, I was like off in La La Land. I'm like, oh my gosh, you just said that our book was going to be 
able to do all these other things. I was like, yeah, you're right. Oh, oh. Yeah, I, I see, yeah. I see, I see workbooks, I see formulas, yeah. I see they're showing me schools and educations and it's like, and I'm getting total goosebumps all up and down my body. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. What a blessing. And you know what, but we've got a couple more minutes, but you know what, I just, if I could take a minute from heart to heart for the two of you, Miss Alicia and Linda, <clears throat> first and foremost, Thank you. Thank you for having the courage and the vulnerability between the roles that you guys came to this life for, mm -hmm. to have that vulnerability and to be able to open that communication, be brave enough to showcase that not only in your book, but also moving forward, you will be showcasing that big time and, and stepping into the rink and being vulnerable and loving on one another as individuals, not from the role that you were brought into. And I just, yes, thank you. I, I, thank you. Just thank you. And that comes with a whole bunch of blessings and love. <laughs> you you know, when I, when I was a young adult, uh, my first foray into ministry, I didn't know it at the time I was a camp counselor and doing Sunday chapel in the woods, reading Cahil Gibran and reading about parenting from Cahil Gibran, wow. where he says, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life itself. And I always believed that, but it was really hard to practice that in the oh, no. day, day of life, right? Oh, come on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> to be able to release that and to know that, you know, I get just as much guidance from Alicia's messages to me as I think she has ever gotten from me. And it's, uh, it's, you know, that the age and, and, you know, assigned roles, all those things can be collapsed uh, into a present moment yeah. kind of way of being with one another. When they're both ready, don't force yeah. it when they're both yeah. ready. <laughs> I'm, I, I, yeah, they're yeah. not ready yet. I'm, I'm just waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alicia? Yeah. And I think, I mean, this, this is a sweet spot for us, you know, this is, this is the time that I think we've both been waiting for our whole lives to have this relationship. And it's just so fun. And so I don't want to say easy. We, we have had to work for it, but. Well, there's a reason, right? There's yeah, a reason because you've got yeah. a beautiful showcase of what you're going to do. We are about at our time's end. I'm going to remind everybody this life is yours. Discover your power, claim your wholeness and heal your life. Get this book get these principles. There's 12. Cultivate these principles. It could be love, organize, adjust, evolve. It could be the capacity. Um, well, that was order. And it could be the capacity of love to magnetize, harmonize, and unify. What an incredible hour. We are going to wrap up. Audience, of course, if you want a copy of this show, go to sulanquist.com forward slash newsletter. And it will all be turned over to Podcast World in about 24 hours and as well as YouTube. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you so much, Linda. And to all of you, Benny, thank you, love. And to the rest of you, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe.
Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.